Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, Luke Vermeer, producing tonight's program. Yeesh, 28-3. Ticats getting clawed, mauled, pounded, hammered. Use your own word. At the hands of the BC Lions. Not too pretty at all. Probably the worst football game that Hamilton football fans have witnessed in a long, long time. I want to say since the Charlie Taff era. You recall those back-to-back 3-15 and seasons? Wow. Three points. How did they come to those three points? <laughs> no, it wasn't a field goal. Man, oh man. We're throwing open the phone lines, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com, on Twitter at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. Let's quickly go through the scoring summary here before we uh, start taking some of your reaction. Uh, Brett Maher, or Maher was um, didn't have a good night tonight. Missed his first field goal attempt from 37 yards out. Ended up being a single. Uh, Tiger Cats were up one to nothing. That was the only time in this football game they would have the lead. Richie Leone missing a 37-yarder himself. It's 1-1. Leone connecting on a 44-yarder. 4-1 BC. It was 4-2 BC after one quarter of play after Maher booted an 85-yard punt single. 4-2 after the first period of play. Leone misses another field goal from 35 yards out. Goes down as a single. BC with a 5-2 lead. That was the culmination of a 14-play drive that stalled in the Hamilton 12. It consumed 50 yards. Jennings lost the ball on a pass attempt at the Hamilton 4. John Chick landed on the loose pigskin. It was actually ruled an incomplete pass in the field, but Ken Austin threw the challenge flag. The ruling was reversed. Hamilton picked up the football, but didn't do anything with it. In fact, Maher had to concede a safety. It was 7-2 for the Lions, heading into halftime after Maher missed a 48-yard field goal with no time left. 7-2 after the first half. That was an ugly first half, by all accounts. Leone made it 10-2 early in the third with a 31-yard field goal. Masoli... Picked off by Ryan Phillips about a ah, minute later or so. And a couple minutes after that, Shaq Murray-Lawrence ran in from one yard out, 17-2 for BC. They made it 18-2 on a kickoff single. Chick landed on a Shaq Murray-Lawrence fumble. But again, the Cats could not capitalize. Maher ended up missing a 41-yard field goal, went for a single, 18-3 after three quarters of play. Jennings found Emmanuel Arsenault for a 16-yard touchdown to make it 25-3. Tyquan Underwood then fumbled. The Lions converted on a 21-yard field goal by Leone, 28-3. And just before the end of the game, Masoli intercepted again. Ticats turned the ball over four times tonight. And off those four turnovers, the BC Lions scored 13 points. The Cats forced a couple of fumbles. They ended up with one Point. Three singles tonight. The offense tonight shut out by the BC Lions. 905-645-3221, star 9900 
on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Your thoughts on tonight's Ticats loss to the BC Lions, 28-3. On Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Zamprin. We'll take your nomination for player of the game. I'm not sure why you would want to nominate anyone on the Ticats tonight, but you're free to do so. We'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night when all is said and done just before 11. Jeff will kick it off tonight. Jeff, how are you? Not bad, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. Well, that was frustrating, wasn't it? That that was brutal. Yeah. uh, I would have made a quarterback change halftime. Or, you know, you can give him a little bit more impact halftime, but I would have thrown Ja'Cory Harris in there. Well, Ja'Cory Harris is injured right now, so he's not going into the ballgame. But you're probably thinking Jeff Matthews. Jeff Matthews, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, yeah, make a quarterback. <laughs> like the, the way the game is going, you know, you gotta, you gotta switch it up. You gotta get him out of there. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like this Ticats team needed uh, a boost somehow, and 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 no one was giving each other a boost. Yeah, I mean the defense even wasn't playing all cylinders. I think last week they killed it, but I mean that is uh, John Chick picked up that uh, the fumble and. Uh, yeah, you know what the, the the defense didn't play horrible. The offense yeah. didn't help them at all. Um, but yeah, the the D was nowhere near as intense as they were last week at BMO Field, which is absolutely shocking because this is the home opener. It's Canada Day. You're facing a team that has come across the continent, and you fall flat. Yeah. Don't like it. We're known for being pretty unstoppable there. Uh, Is there a timeline on Caleros at all yet? Well, you know what? Luke and I were talking about this off air just before the fifth quarter started, and I've heard sometime in August. Now, those are just kind of rumors and innuendos and speculations. It's not official at all, but sometime in August. Now, whether that's early August, mid-August, just before Labor Day, I have no idea. Uh, Do you have a player of the game tonight, Jeff? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to... You gotta give it to a cat, obviously. I'm not gonna go. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't have to, but that, that's not right. But uh, I'm gonna <laughs> give it to Chad Owen. Okay, Chad Owen said, him in, and you know, it was a couple. It was hard with the wind too. The wind was a big factor, and I saw he was going for. He he was making catches a couple times. The wind took it. He was, he could have gone on a one play at on the late in the third, but the wind took it. He could have gone to the house, I think, but. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, he was he was on he was he was good. He held it down. He he made six catches tonight for sixty nine yards, and yeah, he, he was he was fairly productive. He could have got a lot more yak yards if he went yeah. upfield sometimes, and he was trying to make uh, something out of nothing at sometimes as well. Jeff, thanks for the call, and uh, enjoy the rest of the fifth quarter. Thanks, Rick. Good call by Jeff. Let's go uh, back to the phones here at nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your smartphone. Next on the docket is Frank. Good evening, Frank. Thanks for calling. Good. How are you? Ah, uh, I agree with you. Yeesh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it lightly. Yeah, me too. Um, anyway, I, I, I'm not too impressed with the, the defensive backs and that. I mean, they, they were playing like 10 yards off. But, like, what are you doing? Like, step up. You looked so great against Toronto, and they could do nothing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know it's just day and night, and... And I agree with the last caller, too. Like, uh, maybe there should have been a, a quarterback change. 
Like, Mazzoli didn't have it tonight. He was great last week, mm-hmm. and pff, kudos to him. But, you know, like, he just did not have it. But they keep kept talking about the wind. Well, both quarterbacks played against the wind, but they were making, like, you know, 20, 30-yard passes, 15-yard yep. passes. Like, either way they went, and it was just like, Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't say that Jonathan Jennings had a spectacular game, and he was okay. He didn't turn the ball over. I think that was the big difference. Masoli, especially towards the end, I think was forcing the football, had the two interceptions, but just, especially in the first half, could not, um, you know, uh, recapture the consistency he's had over the last two and a half, three games that uh, we all got excited about. And and tonight he just didn't have it in those key situations. Yeah, it was it was just like wow. I'm like okay. I'm like okay. There's still 14 minutes to go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Like let's pick it up. And like you're still there. Like you're still close. Like you can do it. But it was just like no. It, there was no inspiration. It was. Is that coaching? Is it like what is that like? Yeah, I you know when it when it comes to motivation, I I rarely will jump on the coaches to say it's their fault. I think you know at this level, let's not forget these guys are getting paid to play. Exactly, Th- that should be motivation enough. Hey, if I don't play well, I'm not going to get paid next week because I might be off the team. So, right. yeah, I, I think self motivation at this level is uh, a no brainer. It's got to be done. Yeah, well, I think well, well, the point you just made there, I think there might be a couple of changes. Um, Probably, I'm not. I'm not going to point any fingers, but uh, I wasn't impressed with a couple of players, and I'm not going to name them. But yeah. uh, you know, it's just uh, I was so excited today. You know, Canada Day, like you know, go Cats, go! Phoning all my friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> are we going to the game? No, we're not going to the game. And okay, we'll stay home. It's just a yeah, big letdown. Yeah, I was. You know, I'm okay with it. Like, hey, every every team has a dog. You know, they they have some bad games and. We'll be fine, I think. I hope, and I'm pretty sure we will. But uh, but you're, you were just saying too that Calaris is maybe August. Uh, that's what I've heard. Well, I think maybe they should uh, shore things up at quarterback. Maybe uh, maybe get some insurance, uh, like just in case. But. Well, they've signed Everett Golson, the former Notre Dame and Florida State yeah, quarterback. I, I but that, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think at this point of the season the Tie Cats could look at him and say, "Hey, can you play?" I mean, he's still trying to learn the CFL game, let alone the playbook. So I don't think he's an option. Jeff Matthews, I think, is just more the same of Jeremiah Masoli in that we haven't seen him be a consistent quarterback at this level right. and Jake Waters is is just learning the game as well so I, I think they're going to ride Masoli until uh, Caleros is, is ready to go unless well, unless Masoli maybe, really uh, does not play well at all yeah but I was thinking maybe get somebody with some CFL experience you know like like an Adrian McPherson well maybe well that's possible that that good good choice um Maybe uh, let's see what Quentin Porter's doing. I don't. Know. <laughs> you know. I think he, I think he's trading stocks or doing something in uh, the Boston area. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Frank, who's your who's your player of the game tonight? Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, I'd have to say I don't know. I'd have to say uh, the BC team because okay. they just totally outplayed us, and uh, kudos to them. And you know, we'll get them next time. You got it. Thanks for the call, Frank. All right. See ya. All right. Let's take a quick break. We have uh, Sandy and Kevin. Hold on, guys. We'll get to you when we come back. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Not a good result tonight for the Tiger Cats. They fell and fell hard 28-3 to 3 
Uh, losing to the BC Lions tonight. Hamilton now 1-1. One and one. The Leos 2-0. and oh. Ticats will remain home for their next game. That will be uh, next Thursday night as they take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's a Thursday, July 7th, a 7 p.m. start time. Uh, fifth quarter will start uh, in and around 10 p.m. All right, what do you want to talk about? Uh, Jeremiah Masoli, um, is he the answer until Zach Caleros comes back? Is it just more the same of what we've seen over the last few seasons with Masoli, just not consistent enough? What's your confidence level like? How much of a downer was this game, especially after the way this team tore apart the Argos last week? I mean, it was 42-20. to 20. Tonight, this Ticats team got three singles. Three singles. I'm not playing baseball here. Three singles in football is not good. 28-3. The final is so Winnipeg and Calgary just about to kick off their football game. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Rick at 900chml.com is the email address. You can also connect with us on Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. We'll read some tweets and some emails. But first, let's go to Sandy, who is called in and has been holding on the phone. Sandy, good evening. Hi, Rick. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, disappointed. You sound like very angry. Else. Yes, you sound very I'm angry. so surprised because they played so well last week. I know. What do you I'm think so, happened? I don't know. I have no idea. And you can't blame it on the wind because both teams had the wind. Very true. Um, I guess the better team won, right? <laughs> I would say that's for sure tonight, yeah. That's too bad. I... Don't understand, especially with Lawrence being in everybody's face. Yeah, I know. Who's your player? Was he tonight? Who? Well, yeah, he he didn't have he didn't have a good game like he did last week. That's for sure. Who's your player of the game tonight, Sandy? Oh gosh. Well, do you want to pick the whole BC team, just like (laughs) Frank did? Well, Tasker didn't do too bad. Yeah, he was okay. It's all right. I think he had what seven catches for seventy yards tonight for Tasker. Mm -hmm. We'll write them down for you. Yeah, and right. I hope Kolaris comes back first, but his first game will be rough anyway. Well, Just we like shall... it was for um, Ricky Ray. We shall see. Sandy, thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the night. Fifth quarter continues here on AM 900 CHML. Listening online at 900CHML.com and on the all-new CHML app. Kevin's on the line. Good evening, Kevin. Hi, how are you, Rick? Good. Thanks for calling in. Good. Uh, I'll make it quick. There's Good. just two points. Um Masoli, great game, first game of the season. Second game, here we go. You see what he's all about now. Uh, you know, you flip a coin for that, but anyways, it doesn't matter. I'm not putting him down. He could be a star in this league. Uh, but my beef is this. Austin should have gave up Masoli in the middle of the third quarter for Matthews. Uh, change it up. And I'm a big fan of Austin as our coach. But there should have been a quarterback change in the middle of the third, even earlier, maybe halftime. There was no, no nothing nothing going on with Masoli, and I get the wind part of it all and everything like that, too. As an ex-quarterback, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, you you got to understand that you're not making plays. So mm-hmm. right away, um, I don't know why Austin kept – Masolian. Yeah. So long. I, 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 I can't speak for Ken, but my gut tells me, you know, when it's, uh, you know, 15 to 3 or 18 to 3 or whatever the score was before, you know, BC really blew it open. I think Kent's saying, hey, we're only down by, you know, a couple of touchdowns here. 
and I think he's giving his quarterback the benefit of the doubt. But I, yeah, I, 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 like I agree it. with you. I like that he sticks with them. Yeah, I like but I, I agree with you. I, I think they needed some kind of boost, and even if it's for a, a series, series or two, yeah, change it up and and uh, let's uh, light yeah, a fire under Masoli. I just don't understand, and uh, yeah. I hope that's a question this week that he has to answer. Just for a series, mm-hmm. throw Matthews in, let Masoli come back in after taking a look on the sidelines. That would be great, but that never happened, and there you go. I don't know. Yeah. And you know what? This happens um, all season last year. You'll recall mm-hmm. that the Ticats were blown away teams and Zach Kalaros was still in the ballgame pretty much towards the end. Yeah. So I think this is part of Austin's M.O. that when he starts a quarterback, unless things are really off the rails, he's not going to make a change. I'm not, I'm not I'm not putting Masoli down at, at any point for yeah. whatever. It's just a bad game. Everybody has a bad day. Sure. Everybody has a bad game. But at the, the coaching standpoint, uh, you should have threw – Austin should have put Matthews in at least for a series, maybe two. Yeah, yeah, they needed to see what happened to shook it, shake it up. Uh, who's your uh, player of the game, Kevin? Uh, you know what? It's got to be C.J. Gable, and they should feed him the ball more and more and more and more and more and more. Good stuff. C.J. Gable, he has uh, the talent uh, to run, to catch, and block. So yeah. uh, they should have used him more in the offense. Mm-hmm. I understand that uh, last week they didn't use him enough because it was there was no wind. But uh, today, in the, uh, with the win we had tonight, again, that's not an excuse. But mm-hmm. they should have they should have just fed him the ball. He should have had twenty five touches, in my opinion. Yeah, well, he had seven carries for forty eight yards. Yeah, but again, there's my player of the game. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Thanks, Rick. Nine zero five six four five three two two one. Star nine nine hundred on your smartphone. Rick at nine hundred chml dot com is the email. You can tweet us at am nine hundred chml. At Rick Samprin, we'll name our fifth quarter fan of the nights. We're also tabulating the votes for player of the game, and the voting stands as Chad Owens with a vote, Luke Tasker with a vote, C.J. Gable has a, go, has a vote, and the entire B.C. team has a vote as well. C.J. Gable, seven carries tonight for 48 yards. He had two catches for three yards. The B.C. Lions, who were, for the most part, in complete control of tonight's ball game, maybe saved for the first quarter, which was... Kind of a coin toss. Jeremiah Johnson had 12 carries for 76 yards. Shaq Murray Lawrence, 13 carries for 39 yards. So that's 25 carries between the two of them. Jennings ran the ball three times, and Chris Rainey had a rush as well. So that's 29 carries for the BC Lions. Hamilton had eight. Now, mind you, the Ticats were chasing for most of the game. And they're really not a run-happy team to begin with. Far from it, really. So I understand the discrepancy in the handoffs, but I'd like to see C.J. Gable get involved in the game early on. And tonight was another example of that not happening. Let's get to some uh, emails here. And, of course, you can call 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone to get in on the fifth quarter. This email from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Happy Canada Day, Rick. Well, that was a stinker. Thought our guys came out very, very flat for almost the complete first half of the game. Best to put this one in the trash can and learn from it and move on. And let's not dump on Tisdale too much. It was a bad one for a lot of players. Player of the game, John Chick. Kent will have the guys move forward from this poor outing. No alarm bells are needed. Regards, Steven. Well, I will concur that I thought, at least from a Ticat standpoint, John Chick was, you know, player of the game for Hamilton. 
For BC, I'm going to give it to Rich Leone. I mean, yeah, he missed a couple of field goals, but he punted well, hit a couple of field goals, had some good kickoffs, had that kickoff single. Um, He dealt with the wind, especially after figuring it out early in that first quarter. He dealt with the wind very well. Randy on email, rick at 900chml.com. Hi, Rick. A nice Canada Day. Great flyover by the Lancaster Bomber, but a Cats no-show. Before the game, I went on injured reserve after a game of volleyball. The game was just not there for the Cats. Not good on kicking special teams or offense. Out of sync. Defense tried to hold for two quarters. Overall, a Cats no-show. There's always next week. No player of the game for me. Happy Canada Day, Rick. That email from Randy in Oakville. Find it interesting that Randy wants to mention that he's on injured reserve after a game of volleyball. What what happened? That's what I want to know. What happened to Randy at volleyball? Was this beach volleyball? Was it indoor volleyball? What is the injury? Hopefully it's not a torn ACL, similar to Zach Caleros. But no player of the game. Randy, that's stymied to come up with a player of the game tonight for either team. Uh, tweet from uh, Justin. Always love reading these tweets. My player of the game is Ray Holly. Unironically, this time, worst game of the Kent Austin era. Vic on Twitter at Rick Samprin. Maybe emotionally too high last week. Hashtag letdown. And I know I always pronounce this incorrectly, and I'm not sure if Meyerly or Majorly or however you pronounce your name has ever sent me a phonetic spelling. Do so, Rick at 900CHML.com. Uh, but he tweets maybe instead of the fifth quarter, you can do an hour of number one oldies. You must have spun some vinyl in your past. I don't think we have those records any longer. I think they're long gone. And Jimmy also tweets, uh, not a lot of good this game. Penalties hurt us tonight. That's the story. Get Winnipeg next week. Yeah, well, the Bombers are on the card next week. It'll be at Tim Hortons Field once again. A 7 o'clock start on Thursday, July the 7th. Ticats will enter that contest with a record of 1-1, one and one, and nowhere near the must-win territory, but I feel that they, they have to play much better than they did tonight. I mean, that was atrocious. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Zamprin. Email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from Whitby. What a crappy game tonight. Shows us the ineffectiveness of Masoli when he plays against a good team like the BC Lions. We just didn't come out and play tonight against the high-tempo offense of Jennings and the boys. I noticed on TV that there were times when guys like Fantuz were wide open 10 yards out and Masoli was forcing it in tight coverage further down the field. You have to look all around and not just the first player you look at. By the third quarter, I was hoping Matthews would have at least been thrown in but they stayed with Masoli. It's games like this where we really miss Caleros. Crappy game on a cold, windy night for fireworks. Allen. I'm not sure I would call the BC Lions a good team. I think they're an average team in the Canadian Football League. I think they're a middle-of-the-pack team. They had a good night tonight, and the Tiger Cats had a horrible night tonight. Alex, on email, the game today wasn't worth watching. I was very disappointed. They need to step it up. There's no doubt about that. The Tiger Cats cannot have a repeat performance next week against Winnipeg 
playing like this. I mean, that was that was just plain bad. Just plain bad. Jonathan Jennings, 16 of 27 tonight for 228 yards. He had that 16-yard touchdown to Emmanuel Arsenault. I mentioned the running stats for BC. Receiving-wise, Arsenault was the leading pass catcher in terms of the number of catches. He made 6 for 46 uh, and that touchdown. Yards-wise, though, Sean Gore. And he was taking Jeff Tisdale to school. Four receptions, 116 yards, the bulk of which came on a 60-yard reception that uh, Tisdale got burned on. Then had the horse collar tackle, which put the ball on the Ticats four, but then Jennings fumbled the ball and John Chick recovered it. Uh, For the Ticats, Masoli 26 of 39, 248 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Sacked, I believe it was three times if my math is correct. Chad Owens had six catches for 69 yards. Fan two, seven for 57. Underwood had three for 46. He also had a fumble. And uh, Luke Tasker had seven receptions for 70 yards. Brandon Banks just had uh, one catch for three yards, and that was a shovel pass, which didn't really go anywhere. John Chick defensively, one defensive tackle, a couple of fumble recoveries for John Chick. So Moni Lawrence, uh, compared to last week, I mean, you could probably put every Ticat in this boat, but compared to last week, pretty quiet. He had seven defensive tackles, which is nothing to sneeze at. But in terms of the impact he had on the game, it wasn't as humongous as it was last week, especially in the first half. Five tackles, a couple of fumble scoops, then they had the interception return for touchdown to start the third quarter. He was an animal last week. Not so animalistic this time around. Do have to give a shout-out, though, to Ted Laurent, who I thought played okay. Four defensive tackles. He had a sack as well in his first game back. That's a nice start for Big Teddy. The kicking game tonight for the Ticats, not very good. At least on field goals. Brett Maher, 0 for 3. He had three singles. Three missed field goals. And uh, that's just not going to cut it at this level. Oh, pardon me. He had, he had two singles off the missed field goal. He had the one-punt single as well. But 0 for 3 kicking field goals. And, yeah, the win was a factor. But Richie Leone was 3 of 5. I think it was just a bad night from Brett Maher, and I think he's really going to have to quickly figure out the wind aspect of kicking field goals at Tim Hortons Field. Get Ozzy back. Ozzy, the grand poobah kicking in Hamilton, even with the new stadium. He was helping out Justin Medlock in past couple of seasons, figure out the the wind because of the new configuration of Tim Hortons Field. Bring him back quickly. Say, hey, Brett, this is how you do it here at home. Of course, no wind at BMO Field last week, and he was excellent, 5 for 5. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email. You can tweet at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. Calgary with a 3 nothing lead early on against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight. Uh, Hammy tweets in, um, just show the offensive plan by playing a loop of cricket noises. I think this was in response to playing a lot more vinyl on uh, the fifth quarter or any kind of record on the fifth quarter. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to invite you guys to call in and 
talk a little Ticats and figure out what went wrong tonight. What did go wrong tonight? Just one of those games, this Ticats team just couldn't find its gear. Had a couple callers saying, yeah, from time to time, a team will put on put in a, a, a dog-like performance, just not have a good game. I could subscribe a little to that, but I didn't really see a spark at all throughout this contest. There were opportunities to intercept Jonathan Jennings in the first half, which could have really grabbed some momentum from BC. But Emmanuel Davis dropped what could have been an interception. And Johnny Sears Jr. did the same as well. And I know BC did the same thing a little later on in the game. But those types of instances, those key moments in the football game, you need your guys to step up and make plays. And in those key moments tonight, and I know we focus a lot on quarterbacks, and when a team wins, the quarterback gets more credit than they deserve, and when a team loses, the quarterback gets chided probably more than they deserve as well. But in tonight's football game, for me, Jeremiah Masoli was okay until the turnovers happened. And he just didn't get into that rhythm in terms of making the plays when they presented themselves in those key situations. Needing a first down, couldn't do it. Extending a drive, couldn't get it done. The two turnovers hurt as well. Turnovers tonight hurt the Ticats. Four turnovers, BC scoring 13 points off those turnovers. Obviously not the sole reason why the Ticats lost tonight, but that really compounded the problem. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. You're listening online at 900CHML.com and the CHML app as well. 24,123 fans showing up at Tim Hortons Field tonight. And they really didn't have much to cheer about at all, other than the opening national anthem and some of the fireworks displays uh, before kickoff. And who knows, they might still be there staring at the sky as the fireworks go off. Your thoughts on tonight's football game. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Go to a commercial break and talk more Ticats versus Lions tonight here on the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. 28-3, the final in favor of the BC Lions tonight. Rick Samprin here, Luke Vermeer on the other side of the glass, producing tonight's fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. It's brought to you by Wizens Law. Not a pretty game by all accounts at all. I know there have been some comments on getting Jeff Matthews maybe as um, a spark plug, a boost, put him in in the third quarter, maybe even in the fourth, see what he's got. You know, Give this team a, a little bit of a oomph as they're struggling. Here's a question, though. We've seen Jeremiah Masoli succeed over the last three and a half games. Certainly week one against the Argonauts, in which Hamilton blew them out 42-20. to I mean, he was really good. Threw for 318 yards, three touchdowns. Probably should add more, but that one that uh, Luke Tasker scored was, was called back on a penalty. In the East Final last year, and I know that was a long time ago. You know, we're talking seven months ago. But, I mean, he was good in that football game as well. And he was, yeah, I would say he was good in the East Division semi against Toronto as well. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Tonight, ah, a real downer. A real downer. So the question is, would you consider starting Jeff Matthews next week? Or is it too early to play that quarterback quandary? I don't call it a controversy because I don't think it'll be at that level. 
But would you consider it? Should Ken Austin say, you know what? We came out really flat. I don't want that happening again. And I know Matthews knows the offensive system. Let's give him a shot. Now, I don't think that's the right answer, but you might. That could be a possibility. Asking fans who your player of the game is as well. Uh, Claudio on Twitter tweets at Rick Samprin, the fans for sticking around all game. That's a pretty good vote. I didn't even think of that. But I'm going to jot that down. The fans. Boom. Here's our player of the game vote tabulation. This is up to date. Chad Owens with a vote. The BC team with a vote. Luke Tasker has a vote. So does C.J. Gable. The fans at Tim Morton's Field tonight. John Chick has two votes. He's leading the player of the game category right now. Got half an hour to give me your vote as well. You can do so by calling 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email your player of the game or just thoughts on tonight's game, rick at 900chml.com, or send me a tweet at am900chml or at Rick Samprin. Uh, Jimmy on Twitter, thanks for the shout-out, Rick. I forgot to say my player of the game. Well, easy one, Owens. Only one worthwhile tonight. Chad Owens, John Chick now tied for top spot in that player of the game category. Yeah, to me, I think it's a little too early to say, you know what, Jeff Matthews, you're in. I would have put him in tonight if I put on my would-be CFL head coaching cap. I would have put him in in the third quarter. I mean, it's... It's 10-2 in the, in the third quarter. You probably don't put them in at that time. But when it's 17-2 or 18-2 or even 18-3, I mean, to start the fourth quarter, it's 18-3. I mean, the game is nowhere near gotten out of hand. You know, you're a touchdown or two touchdowns away from really making it interesting. I mean, even one TD, it's 18-10. I mean, you're well within striking distance with a quarter to go with the wind at your back by the way, in the fourth quarter. But the Tiger Cats scored one point. One point in the second half. They were outscored 21-1 to in the second half. That just cannot happen. 11-1 in the third quarter. So I'm very surprised that now, at least for a series, at least for one series, put in Jeff Matthews, bring Jeremiah Masoli to the sideline, say, hey, kid, take a breather, let's get recomposed, refocused, and not only that, but let's go out there and start kicking some butt, start making some plays, let's get some energy into this place. Tim Morton's field was pretty quiet tonight, and understandably so. Jeff on Twitter, start Masoli next week. If he can't move the offense again, switch him out. Can't forget about week one, but if not producing, pull him out. Now, the question is, how quickly is that? I mean, if if he goes out and has more two and outs, and they had eight of them tonight, they had eight two and outs, just for not moving the ball. So how quickly did he go to the sideline and say, hey, Matthews, you're in? Now, they're going to be playing against a Winnipeg team who is, or which is, you know, vastly different from last year and past years. They get a lot of new uh, pieces to their puzzle. 
And they're not going to be the pushovers that they've been over the last couple of seasons. I think they'll be decent. They're they're nowhere near an upper echelon team. But they'll be decent. They'll give some they'll give some teams some fits this year. As long as Drew Willie, I think, is healthy. They'll be all right. Chris uh, on Twitter at AM nine hundred CHML. My player of the game vote goes to the Ticats cheerleaders. The only people on the field who didn't disappoint me. Chris, I think that's a pretty good vote. I don't think everyone, anyone has voted for a cheerleader or cheerleaders in the past, but I'm going to mark that down. We're getting creative here on the fifth quarter in terms of our players of the game. Cheerleaders, the fans, C.J. Gable, Luke Tasker, John Chick has a couple of votes. So does Chad Owens, and the B.C. team has a vote as well. And Wes has another player of the game vote that is outside the box. No time on the clock is my player of the game. <laughs> that one's pretty good. I think that might be that might be my favorite. Zero 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 player of the game. That might have been the highlight. <laughs> Apart from the national anthem and the opening fireworks, the triple zeros on the clock at the end of the game was the highlight of the night. Man, oh man. Let's hope we don't get any more of those. This season. I mean, towards the end of last year when the Ticats were kind of stumbling down the stretch with Caleros out and Jeff Matthews or Jeremiah Masoli or even Ja'Cory Harris starting football games, there were some cringeworthy moments. I mean, the defense is still playing good. The offense, though, was trying to find its game. And how could it not? You know, with the horrible news of Caleros missing the rest of the year and these two quarterbacks trying to get their feet under them and, and and be productive quarterbacks. But I don't think it was as inconsistent or as disappointing as tonight's outcome. I mean, 28-3. to three, and I, I started off the fifth quarter tonight saying, I, I think this was probably the worst outing since the Charlie Taff era. We're going way back. We're going way back to the late 2000s, 2008 and 9, I think, were the two years. 7 and 8, 2007, 2008, 3 and 15, 3 and 15. And, man, they were just getting totaled by teams. Totaled by teams. Uh, Player of the game, according to Trish, were the fans. It was cold and windy, and if not for the fireworks, the stadium would have been empty. Try again next week. So a couple of votes for the fans tonight for our player of the game. I felt sorry for the fans. I mean, to go through that and to watch that and really to have nothing, nothing. I mean, really zero to cheer about. When was the last time you went to a sporting event and didn't cheer? Because there was nothing to cheer about. I cannot recall. 905-645-3221. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. Your thoughts on tonight's game. Just one of those games for the Ticats? You know, they're going to have their off night, their bad day at the office? Or is this more troubling to you? Is this maybe a sign of the times of things to come? You know, last week was a great week. 
This week, not so much. Are expecting that inconsistency to continue until Zach Caleros comes back. Until the Savior returns. I don't want to heap that much pressure on him. He's only one guy. Uh, Alex writing in. Sorry, Rick, forgot my uh, player of the game. My player of the game has to be Stripes. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. This thing's going sideways. Our player of the game voting has officially gone sideways, and I absolutely love it. This is really entertaining. Two votes for Chad Owens, John Chick, and the fans for sticking out towards the end, many of whom had left long before the final whistle. One vote each for the BC team, Luke Tasker, C.J. Gable, the cheerleaders, triple zeros on the clock at the end of the game, and now stripes. Is TC still around? He might get a vote. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Player of the game? Yeah, you can vote in. Whoever you want, apparently. Doesn't have to be someone on the field. Could be the fans in the stands. Could have been the pilot flying the Lancaster. That, that, you know what? That might be the highlight of the game. You can chat about your thoughts on tonight's game, which really... Not much to say other than it was a horrible performance. A horrible performance. I'm not sure there's one player or coach in the Tiger Cats who's going to look at tonight's game and say, yeah, that went well. I don't think you could say that. BC now 2-0 on the season. Ticats 1-1. They are two points or a game behind the Ottawa Red Blacks, who are 2-0. Montreal, Toronto also one and one on the season. If there is good news, it's that uh, it is early on. And I don't really see another team in the East being dominant this season. Let's go to the phone. Steve has called in. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Just uh, the, the coaching really gets me. I've been a Tiger Cat fan for a good 50 years. Okay. And uh, every time in the last what is it, 20 some odd years? Anytime we've had a, a coach that's an ex quarterback, we've never had a running game. And without the running game, like if you had a running game on a windy day like today, mm-hmm. you might have been able to get something. But they don't do an option. If they go to Gable, they hand off, they go to them. They don't fake it to them, they don't do many options. You walk over to Gable, then you know he's getting the ball. Yeah. yeah. There is no option plays whatsoever. That You know what? You, you raise a great point, because especially with Jeremiah Masoli at quarterback, who's more of a threat to run than a Jeff Matthews, let's say, the, the read option would work well. And we saw BC use it tonight. Yeah, but uh, even the uh, uh, screen passes and, and what happened to the old little pro pass where the receivers actually running down the field yep. instead of standing there doing a button hook yeah yeah waiting for the ball we saw a lot of that tonight and and Masoli under throwing or over throwing guys yes yeah but I gave them when they played Toronto last week we don't get too many yards after the catch no really because almost every time you throw the ball, that's a button hook, or he's got to stand there and wait for the ball. 
very seldom he's heading up the field and catching it in stride. Mm-hmm. And until and I believe, like I haven't been to a game since Russ Jackson. That's a long time ago. That's right, because I hated the quarterback McManus. I I believe between McManus and Jackson, because Jackson has the all-time record for the most interceptions in professional football in Canada. He was just trying to get McManus to beat his record. <laughs> McManus fell short, though. <laughs> hey, Steve, do you have a player of the game? Player of the game? Fireworks. The fireworks. The only thing going to the stars. The, the pre-game or the post-game fireworks? I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, the ones after. That's the only ones I've seen. I was up at the Mountain Brow at the end. Excellent. Hey, thanks for the call, Steve. Okay, Have a good one. Uh, there was, yeah, there was fireworks before the game, just a very brief display, and there was more after the game. But really, during the game, as far as the Ticats were concerned, not much fireworks at all. Rod is called into the fifth quarter. Good evening, Rod. Yes, good evening, Rick. Um, I, I asked the commentator or the gentleman before I came on the on the phone with you who number twenty four was because as I watched him, he missed four. Four times uh, he missed the receiver, and, I, and he told me it was Jeff Tisdale. Is that right? That's correct, yes. If Jeff, uh, in all due respect to Jeff, if he has another game like that, then I, I think that uh, uh, they're going to have to look at another defensive back. And the other thing that pe- the fans should remember is that we lost a number of very good defensive backs. Um, to injury, yep. Pardon? To injury. DeMond Washington. To injury, yes. Yeah, and, de- and also we've lost... One or two to the NFL, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, mistaken. You're correct as well. Yeah, Delvin so Bro's been down I, I in the NFL a couple years. There's an area which has always been a problem for Hamilton. Maybe not so much last year, but it, but it has been. Um, I, I and the other thing I have to say is that for people are talking about Matthews. Well, in all due respect to Matthews, um, he didn't impress me at any point last year. Now, maybe to come in for a short period of time, as was done, I think, in the Ottawa game uh, in the final last year, um, where Mazzoli was able to witness the game from the sidelines, and then he came back in. Yep. But I really think that Hamilton have uh, three kind of fledgling quarterbacks behind Mazzoli uh, in Matthews and Harris and the other fellow from Notre Dame. Everett Golson, yep. And I think that Hamilton are going to have to look at seeing if there is someone out there who has that CFL experience. If I was the coach, for example, mm-hmm. to look for CFL experience. Now, McPherson is, is not a bad journeyman quarterback when he played for Montreal particularly. Um, uh, um, to, to keep three young fellows on there behind Mazzoli <clears throat> that don't, don't have CFL experience, to me, you, you don't have much of a backup. And, and Matthews really didn't show me much last year at all. Right. He's not a mobile quarterback. No. And I think he would have been a sitting duck for the B.C. Lions. The other thing that people have to remember is that Wally Bono's back. And Wally Bono, is is he not probably one of the winningest? He is the winningest head coach in CFL history, in yes. CFL history. And, um, yeah, so he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, sure. In the last few years with the B.C. Lions, um, other than the coach who preceded the one from last year, uh, the, the BC Lions didn't do that well. But with Wally Bono, uh, he has a way, hasn't he? And um, he's a, a winning coach. And I, I really don't know whether I agree at this point with you, in all due respect, 
that that BC may be uh, um, you know a fair team. Mm-hmm. They beat Calgary, and um, I know it's early in the season, but I I, I think with Wally there, uh, BC um, uh, may may surprise people. Right. Do you have a player of the game? Um, Wally Bono. <laughs> 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 I think uh, the, he was the, 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 that Austin was out coached by the. Uh, the, uh, the Wiley Bono staff and Wally Bono himself. I mean, they they traveled three thousand miles to get into this game, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that's tiring. And, and and there's the there's the time difference of three or four hours. And BC played a, a reasonable game, and Hamilton played an awful game, as as uh, everyone else has noticed. So thanks for the time, and there are some just some observations then, uh, for you. Hey, Ron, I appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the night. Right, same to you. Bye bye. Take care, Wally Bono. I'm not sure we've ever had a coach nominated for player of the game. But he's on the list. This is the most extensive player of the game nomination list we've ever had. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 different individuals. And our leader, it's a three-way tie. The fans, John Chick and Chad Owens leading with two votes apiece. (sighs) Goes to show you what kind of football game we witnessed tonight. Not a very good one. Let's take a quick break. We're back with more of the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. 28-3, the final in favor of the BC Lions tonight. Not a good outing at all for the Hamilton Tiger Cats who, forget about they didn't score a touchdown. They didn't even get a field goal tonight. Three singles, two on missed field goals. One was a booming punt single by Brett Maher who did not have a good night. 0 for 3 in the field goal category. Kevin on Twitter at Rick Samprin writes, sarcastic player of the game nominations to Jeff Tisdale and Brett Maher. Another email coming in from OV, I vote for Stripes. They should have put him on the field. Stripes with a couple of votes. He's now tied for top spot with uh, Chad Owens, John Chick, the fans. A four-way tie. Brad is called into the fourth quarter. Brad, good evening. Uh, good evening, Mr. Rick. How are you? Yeah, well, you know, they, uh, they were, <laughs> we were at the game. Yep. Um, you know, I don't think CJ had a bad game. Uh, he did quite well for for the for the Gizzy was uh, you know uh, they participated in there and uh, Tasker did good. I just think there was a the wife and I were both saying something is wrong right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game. There was just a something seemed off about everybody. Um, I don't think defense did all that bad. Uh, all things considered, uh, you know, just the 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 offense just seemed to be off. Whether it was a step off or uh, you know the the route was not quite right. You know, there's Owens. There was a couple times where you know that he was looking back at at uh, Masoli going, uh, "Did I make a mistake or you did make a mistake?" Yeah, you know. So uh, I think their ears are going to burn tomorrow when they really look at the, the, the film. You know? yeah, their eyes are going to be burning as well watching the film, too, thinking, well, what you, in the world? You, yeah, but you know what? I trust Austin to find some positive coming out of it. Well, I hope so. There are, there are some little tidbits here and there. You know, I got to say, there were some shining moments. I mean, it was, just, it was a rough night, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, Arsenal, he was all over the place. Yep, Sean Gore as well. You know, and they just couldn't shut him down. And you know what? Maybe he was just having a really good night. You know, it, it's really it's it's tough on the fans when you come down. You know, come down from such a high of last week, just yeah. stomping on the Argos like that on their home field, and then coming to our home field and you know fully expecting a win. I mean, this is our house after all. You know, but I mean, it was just uh, yeah, it was a weird night all the way around. Just there's like a 
shall I say, a gray cloud hanging over the whole field. It was <laughs> it was rather bizarre. But uh, yeah, I, I you know I have to vote for uh, CJ. Okay. You know, just uh, he had a good night. You know, he had some really good runs. Better than the, he looked. Um, he looked a lot more peppy than he normally does. Right. Yeah. He well, he averaged six point nine per carry. He only had seven yeah, carries in the ball game. He was doing all right. I agree with the earlier caller though. We need a bit more of a running game. Um, uh, uh, Sherman. You know, hey, put the kid out there. See what he can do. He's young. You know, he's got enthusiasm. He's, you know, he's, he wants to put a show on. Maybe he comes up with something. You know. Yeah. I mean, he did really well in the preseason there. Yeah, I mean, he was on the field tonight only in a special teams capacity, so we didn't really see him in the offense at all, which is too bad. Yeah, I think I think that maybe uh, you know we got to give him a little more of a chance out there. You know, come up with some option plays and put him and CJ out there at the same time. You know, uh, it's it, uh, right now. I, I think Masoli's biggest problem is he's he's getting to the point where he's starting to stare down at the receivers and mm-hmm. making it easy on the on the opposing defense uh, to figure out where the heck it's going. Yeah, last you know last week I said Jeremiah Masoli looked comfortable, and he did. I mean, he, he didn't have the jittery feet. He made all his throws this week. Not not even close. He seemed hurried. Yeah. You know, and he was really staying in the pocket a long time. I mean, you know, he got sacked there a couple of times, and I just, yeah, you know, he wasn't uh, he wasn't pivoting around like he was. Like I say, there was just everybody just seemed. It's almost like they were out partying last night, and everybody had a hangover. <laughs> yeah, or, know, or everybody was a step off the ball, so to speak. Yeah, or they were a little overconfident, which I, I guess we can't rule out. No, well, you know, it's, there's there's nothing wrong with being a little overconfident, mm-hmm. but you know. Uh, at some point in time, I really thought halftime would tell the tale where, you know, they went in, they gave their heads a shake and, uh, you know, grabbed grabbed a muffin or two and uh, a Tim Hortons muffin, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or a donut or something. They yeah. come back out a little more energized. Just, yeah, BC had it all over in the, to this game. Congrats to them. Uh, Buono brought his boys to play, and, and they did. Um, nice. You know, our guys just, uh, I don't know, couldn't figure them out. That's, uh, yeah, I agree with all your points, Brad. Thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the night. All right, Rick. We'll talk to you next week after Winnipeg. You got it. Take care. Bye. Nice call by Brad. Touching on, uh, I think, all the key points tonight. They they just fell flat after a outstanding game in Toronto last week. They just came out flat tonight. A couple of tweets coming in. One from Bruce. A disappointing game, but it's over. Move on to next week versus the Bombers. Go Cats Go. Hashtag Oski Wee hashtag cats still rule. And uh, Scott tweets in as well at Rick Samprin, the fans for staying uh, hashtag fifth quarter. That uh, is another vote for the fans who will win the um, player of the game category. So you, the fans, are the player of the game tonight. Forget about Chad Owens, John Chick, and CJ Gable, who all got a couple of votes. Stripes, even with a couple of votes. One vote for the BC Lions. We also had Tasker, the Cheerleaders, Fireworks, Wally Buono, triple zeros on the clock at the end of the game. Uh, but it is you, the fans, for sticking it out. Sticking it out in a 28 to 3 loss in which the Ticats were outscored 21 to 1 in the second half. Ouch. Ticats now 1-1 one one on the season. They're a game or two points back of the Ottawa Red Blacks. 
And uh, BC now number one in the Canadian Football League at 2-0, tied with Ottawa. So we'll see how this Ticats team rebounds after a disappointing effort against the Leos. They will take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers next Thursday night. That's Thursday, July 7th. It's a 7 p.m. start time. We'll be on the air right after that football game in and around 10 o'clock. For producer Luke Vermeer, my name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for tuning in to the fifth quarter here. And uh, we'll be back next Thursday, and uh, we'll talk Ticats football once again. You've been listening to Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML.